Let's get back to Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. So let's get back to that question, your favorite stooge. Well, you know, I used to say that in Jewish culture, a boy becomes a man when he gets bar mitzvah, and in stooge culture, a boy becomes a man when he learns to love Shem. Oh. <laughs> so for if you had asked me this question a year or two ago, I would have told you Shemp because I've really been on a Shemp kick for a long time. I think he's so underappreciated. And, you know, when I was a kid, of course, I, I almost turned the TV off when Shemp came on. Never mind Joe Besser. We don't even have to oh, talk about man. Joe Besser. But even Shemp, you know, when, when you you see a genius like Curly, who I think is the greatest comedic genius of all time, it's, it, it's a letdown no matter what happens. Now I'm into Mo. Uh, I think Mo was so phenomenal and was the energy behind everything else the other guys did. And I went through my Larry phase, and Larry is a, a genius as well. I mean, nothing works without Larry. But Mo has a kind of energy and a kind of range where he could be as mean as possible. But if you if you watch the Stooges closely, you'll see that Mo is victimized more than any of the other Stooges. Mo takes more punishment, believe it or not. You just would think, oh, Curly takes the... Right. But Mo really takes the most kind of brutal punishment. Everything always centers back on Mo, and he has such a central role to play as the brains and the boss of the outfit that I think I'm on Mo for a while now. I would think it would be tough to be the straight man, which it, the function that Mo provided. You know, it's one thing to be curly and boop, 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 and all that, but to be able to maintain that level of seriousness in the midst of all this, what looks like chaos, truly has to be a gift. I agree, and he's such a, a brilliant physical comedian too. We all, you know, we all think of Curly because Curly is such an athlete. I mean, if we want to just talk about athletics, the guy was unbelievable. The way Curly moved for his size, um, but Mo, if you watch Mo and how Mo moves, he, I think he's every bit Curly's equal. But you have to watch more closely because your eye is naturally drawn towards Curly. So if you pay attention just to Mo, I think you'll see some things you've never seen before. And I heard somewhere that Larry actually played the violin. Larry uh, played violin beautifully, supposedly, but he was also a boxer and, uh, from all accounts, a pretty good one. And he always claimed that it was his boxing training that allowed him to take all of Moe's blows and to, under, you know, and to, uh, to uh, deal with them over the years. So uh, Larry himself was an excellent athlete, a great musician. Anytime you see music being played in a Stooge episode, watch Larry because it's the odds are that um, they're recording him live, whether it's violin or piano. There's a lot of times where he plays piano, and you can see he's playing note for note what, what you're hearing. Now, the Stooges are back in everybody's consciousness because there's a, a new movie, not with the original Stooges, but uh, actors portraying them. Your assessment of the movie? Well, when I heard that the movie's and this movie's been 10 years or more in the making, when I heard originally that there was going to be a Three Stooges movie, I was almost devastated because I thought nothing could do justice to the original. And then when they made the new Honeymooners, um, it was just proof to me that you should not mess with the classics. Uh, some things are not to be improved upon. But I have to say that I love this movie. I've seen it twice already. It's been out less than a week. And I took my kids to it both times. And uh, I think they did it just right because I don't think they were trying to imitate the Stooges or to outdo them or to uh, improve upon them in any way. It was really a tribute to them. You could tell that the guys who made the film 
the Fairley brothers were genuine lovers of the Stooges. And uh, there was a lot done right. It's really a kid's movie. It's very um, much meant for kids. There's, oh, so David and I would enjoy it. I, I, I'm going tomorrow to see it. So. I think you're going to really like it. I, I was expecting and almost hoping not to like it, almost to prove my Stooge loyalty. Uh, but it really was done well. And it never felt like they were trying to displace the Stooges in any way. So um, there were certain things I found fascinating about it, like uh, none of the Stooges had any of the typical adult vices that we see in Stooge shorts all the time. Like anytime you watch a Stooge short, the Stooges always chasing after beautiful women. A beautiful woman cannot walk by without them making noise and turning around. uh, Like someone else we know. Yes. (laughs) Why do you stare at me when you say that? (laughs) They... In this movie, the Stooges don't drink. They don't smoke. They don't gamble. All these things that I love about the Stooges yeah. in the shorts, they don't do here. And yet the violence is just as cartoonishly great and the sound effects and everything. So I think it, it just somehow worked really, really well. I was I was incredibly pleasantly surprised by it. Are they hitting each other, poking each other in the eye, or are they stopped there too? Oh, no. They're, they've, they're almost beyond Stooge violence. Some of the stuff that happens is so excellently violent but you know the great things about thing about stooge violence in the old shorts and now in this movie is that the recipient is hurt for about a half a second and then they're, <laughs> they're back to normal so that uh, nobody's walking around bleeding there's no blood of course nobody has an injury that lasts more than a moment um, but massively heavy things fall on their head you know there's chainsaws that go on cause sparks coming out of someone's head so funny things like that that i think deep in our dna we respond to they're all in the movie I always got in trouble at home when I was a kid when I would try to emulate the Stooges and, and take it out with my younger brother, Rob. And at some point, I guess they said, okay, this, these are the movies. This isn't real life. Don't do that again to your brother. You'll be uh, in your room for the rest of your life. Well, you got to watch them. I got to watch them. A kid down the street, her mom and dad would not let her watch the Stooges. They said, it's too violent. I said, what do you mean too violent? Stuff on TV is more violent. And my wife would laugh. My kids were three, two, and one. You were watching them on Saturday nights with me. Well, we, you know, look at the hit Marion Hosa took the other night. Right. That's more violent than anything I've ever seen in all Stooge films combined because it was real. Right. This stuff is so obviously not real. And yet, even at the end of this new film, um, there's a warning given to kids. Don't try this. And they show, this is the hammer we used in the thing. Look, it's rubber. And they show how it bends. And they show slow motion, how the poke is done. If you watch interviews with Mo and Larry, even when they're old men toward the end of their lives, they're very sensitive about this idea that, um, they may have influenced kids to do dangerous things, and they don't agree with that, and I don't agree with it either. I don't think – I think it's clear that um, this is cartoonish violence, and it's not to be done at home. What, Bugs Bunny influenced kids to blow up? Right, <laughs> right. I would think it would be much more difficult for the original Stooges to pull off their stunts than in a movie nowadays where you can do just about anything you want thanks to modern technology. Right, I think so, and I think, that you know, the – the rare kid out there who's going to actually take a monkey wrench from his dad's toolkit and actually bash his brother over the head is probably going to do something stupid down the line anyway. So if it's not the Stooges who gave him the idea, it'll be whatever he happens to come across. The news. The news. That's all it takes. Now, you mentioned sound effects. And the sound effects in the movies, this new movie, are the sound effects from the original Stooges? Yeah, I haven't seen that confirmed, but you know, given my... 48 years of listening to Stooge effects, um, I would say that a good 80% of them in the new movie are the very sounds, not 
close impressions, but the actual sounds probably taken from the studio. They're right on. Um, you know, you have the the um, drinking sound when they're drinking something. They go, you know, glug 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 glug, right. and and all the the um, hammer sounds and uh, eye poke sounds are all just like they were. I got a question. My wife was asking me because she never watched the Stooges really. Most girls didn't. Well, if there was any plot behind the Stooges, any backstory, I said no, because she's like, okay, there's a, basically from what I'm seeing for the movie, they are going to save the orphanage, and it sounds like a takeoff of the Blues Brothers. Yeah, it's very much like the Blues Brothers, but and and in this sense, it's different than the shorts. That there is a plot, you know, the classic three act structure with a beginning, a middle, and an end to this film. Uh, in the Stooges shorts, really. There, there's a semblance of a plot, but it's really the stooge, every stooge short is essentially the same. They find themselves in some situation that's wildly different from the last situation where they don't quite understand how to function in that situation. And they always have an opponent that they have to overcome in the stooge film. And that's really the essence of a stooge short. The, the stooge shorts ran 16 to 18 minutes long, so there's no real opportunity for plot. Um, but in this film, it's very much a classic uh, film where the Stooges have to go out and save the orphanage, just like they, essentially the Blues Brothers. They have to return with a certain amount of money, and they go out into the real world where they're not fitting in, and they have to overcome a series of obstacles. Sofia Vergara is one of them, and a pleasant one to look at at that. I say, that's a nice obstacle. I love Miss the old ones. Why couldn't they have, like, tried to stop the Japs or <laughs> stop the commies? Well, you know, they, they had a, a few of those episodes, the short episodes that they don't show so much. Oh. As you you know, because, as you said, they are not necessarily politically correct these days. But, um, they, you know, this, Mo was the first person ever to parody Adolf Hitler. And it was a very meaningful thing at the time, a daring thing to do. So if you look hard enough into some Stooge features, there's there's more than meets the eye. Uh, Lucille, other than a poke? Other than a poke. And they had some beautiful women. Lucille Ball was and the, basically in a couple of Stooge episodes. I think some of the most beautiful women in California or in the United States, for a good period of 15, 20 years, could be found in the Stooge episodes. They just didn't get enough camera time. No, they didn't. I, in my opinion, there was never enough camera time for them. But the Stooges always noticed them and uh, and always followed them. Christine McIntyre, who I think is one of the great comic actresses of all time, was really the best. She was uh, appeared first in 1944 um, and uh, lasted for dozens and dozens of episodes. She's a sort of a statuesque, very curvy blonde, but a wonderful singer who trained in Chicago, of all places. Who else famous was on there? Well, you had Lucille Ball was really the most famous, but she only appeared in one episode. Then towards the late, when they started to make their feature films, you started to see like Adam West. He, he appears at some of these stooge conventions that they have. But uh, not, not, that many, uh, not that many other super celebrities I would say that they, a lot of them became celebrities through their association with the Stooges. Vernon Dent was another bit player who he featured a, a long career. He must have been in 50 episodes, almost, you know, a th- I'd say a third at least of the episodes. You see Vernon Dent, another guy named Bud Jameson was in several episodes. And then another um, terrific guy toward the end named uh, Emil Sitka, who uh, uttered those famous lines, hold hands, you lovebirds. You remember that episode yeah. with Shemp? Um so there, a lot of these people became famous through the Stooges, but uh, I'd say Lucille Ball was the most famous to appear in a short. Any of the actors or actresses from the Stooges short still around these days? There's very few. I saw um, there's a couple of the actresses who appeared in later, very much later shorts, 
but they're well into their 80s now. So they're, it's very hard to find players who are in the in the Stooge shorts these days. Did you ever talk to Rich Coase? I know he's a big Stooge fan. I don't think I've ever met Rich, but I watch his show every Saturday night. And as my Willie? My, yeah, and he's uh, he presents. He's got a great amount of information. He he puts things on. I'd say every week that I didn't know about the Stooges, and I find fascinating. I love his show. I think they show five episodes every Saturday night for a couple hours. You think he'd be uh, basically pumping your encyclopedia up? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, about a week and a half ago, there he showed my encyclopedia on on the air uh, when he was talking about what you might find out about the Stooges in book form. And there's a lot more these days than there was even, you know, 12 years ago, whenever it was that I published the encyclopedia. Is there hope for an update? Well, I, you or know. you have to go through Bella again? Well, I think that, I like to say that the encyclopedia stands on its own. I mean, to fill it in now, I'd, it would only include the new movie. Um, but re-release it. Re-release the encyclopedia. Right. Yeah, you know, it was it was in print for... More than 10 years. I think it just went out of print. You can always get copies, you know, from through Amazon and things like that. But uh, I would love it for them to to reprint it. What about the electronic form? Is it could you go to Amazon and get the electronic form? You know, I have to check on that. I don't know. I haven't looked. I'll I'll look when I get home today. That would be interesting. Because you might knock Steve Jobs off the bestseller list. Right. That would be nice. You could do that. Would the photos translate as well? Do you think for an ebook as they do for the the tactile version? I don't know because they're they're placed so so well in the book next to certain entries that I that I made that uh, they really work well with the text. But I've been you know I've enjoyed ebooks with photos so far, so I think it could. How, how come the Stooges had trouble making the transition from shorts to full length feature films? Was it just a matter of writing? I'm not sure they had trouble, Elliot. I think that the from my understanding the feature films were uh, pretty successful. And did good business. I think so. I think they made six of them. I don't know if they would have made six if they weren't doing well. Okay. They don't, to me, I I mean, even if they're on TV now, I'll pass by them. They just don't work for me. And I think sometimes it may be because Mo and Larry seem very old in them. They start to seem like old men. And I didn't like the idea of having to follow them through an entire 90-minute plot. It didn't, that's not what I liked about them. I liked the fast punch of the whole thing. And uh, and so they ne- those feature films never worked for me, but I think they were successful actually. Because okay. I mean, you have to have the attention span of a kid, basically, to enjoy those skits. Right, and and to f- to be asked to follow along and to pay attention to a plot in addition to following the action is more than I was willing to give it. Seems. Yeah, I, I never had that desire to go to the movies and and see the Stooges films. Right. It's just like, no. It's like okay. 15, 16 minutes, I, I can do that, and then I can go out and play ball and come back and watch another one. Right. That's the perfect time, I think. I mean, I can't wait to see that movie. It's going to be fun, but we had a great show today. want to thank all our guests, Kimberly Anderson, who's basically teaching right now, but she's got a big event coming up this weekend. The Chicago Bliss tryouts on April 28th. And the smartest lawyer in the room. Robert Kirsten. Thanks for listening to Sports and Torts. Tune in again next week. Thank you.